0: hello again everyone and welcome to another edition of this week in the world of football this is episode number 255 for August 2nd 2022 I'm your host Randy snow on today's show Deshaun Watson finally learns his fate and Dolphins owner Stephen Ross also gets suspended in this week's history lesson we tell the story of the birth of the quarterback play wristband in the NFL but I'm not here by myself Across the table for me, as always, is my son, Adam. Who knew we were going to get two suspensions from the oh, NFL that, this week? That one came out just hours ago. And, and yeah. I, I scrambled to read everything I could. And, yeah. Out of left field that, that one. I
1: totally forgot what the Dolphins did to deserve this, but we'll get into it.
0: Yeah. You, you sent me that because I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. I was working on the stuff. I, I hadn't been looking at my phone and seen any updates, but wow, what a what a story. Yep. All right. We come to you each week from the World of Football Man Cave, located right here in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. We're here to promote the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. Our goal is to educate, inform, and entertain our listeners with the glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping a close eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on one of our many platforms, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Spotify iHeartRadio and YouTube where we post the entire audio portion of this show as well as other selected videos. So, let's begin today's show with Adam and the World of Football Scoreboard. That's right, we're going to start north of the
1: border this week. It is week 8 in the CFL season, starting on Thursday night where the Hamilton Tiger-Cats defeated the Montreal Alouettes 24 to 17. Hamilton went into the fourth quarter with a 24-6 lead, but it was Montreal clawing back there at the end. And with eight seconds left in the game uh, and down by seven points, Montreal backup quarterback Dominic Davis threw a pass to the end zone that was intercepted by Hamilton defensive back Cameron Kelly to end the game as time expired. Montreal quarterback Dane Evans was injured on the previous play and taken out of the game for that final play. Uh, Montreal quarterback uh wow they had two quarterbacks yeah
0: three yeah. quarterbacks yeah they used they actually used three quarterbacks. i was gonna say dang
1: we got three <laughs> quarterbacks here montreal quarterback trevor harris threw for 288 yards and a touchdown in the game while hamilton quarterback uh dane okay so dane evans is the hamilton quarterback you yes. have that as montreal's quarterback i'm sorry uh yeah so just so, terrible script writing uh all over this uh Section here. No, Trevor Harris was for Montreal. No, no, Dane Evans. You put Montreal quarterback Dane Evans was injured. Oh, early, Hamilton yeah. quarterback okay. Dane yeah. Evans. We okay. don't need the Canadians yelling at us, Randy. Goodness gracious, <sighs> you got to get this stuff straight. There were so many quarterbacks in this game. Hamilton quarterback <laughs> Dane Evans threw for 206 yards and a touchdown prior to getting injured on the previous play. Yes, uh, before the time expired. Blah blah blah. Yeah, way to go. Terrible script writing. Well, let me, uh, let, me you tell you what let me tell okay, you what yes, happened. explain it to me.
0: Uh, they, were, they were. I can only. The
1: script can only do so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were driving down the field. Uh, Montreal was forward down the field for the for the uh, at least tying score, uh-huh. uh, and that was uh, uh, Trevor Harris. No. That was See, Dane. oh my gosh, you can't even <laughs> explain it right. That was Dane Evans. Okay, and and uh, the next to the last play of the game, he gets injured. Somebody, uh-huh. uh, In fact, they ejected the player. He tackled him pretty hard, uh-huh. and and uh, they had to take him out of the game. So for the very last play of the game, they brought in uh, Dominic uh, Davis for one play. And what does he do? He throws an interception at the goal line uh, to end the game. Okay. So that's, that's kind of what happened uh, at, at the end of that game, but. Yeah, I think Hamilton used three different quarterbacks. So they they had uh, uh, Dane Evans for most of it, and then they brought in another guy uh, to, like, uh, run some plays. You know, like, okay. they got on the one-yard line, they brought him in to do a quarterback sneak, and then at the end they had Dominic Davis come in for that one Okay, play. wow. So they did use three different quarterbacks in that game. Very confusing, but, uh, you know, an exciting ending to the game. Well, uh, you didn't make it any more. For Hamilton uh, fans. Easy I to understand. I know.
1: So the main point is it was a 24-17 victory for yes. the Tiger Cats. Yes. That's the big takeaway here. Yes. Sorry, Tim Capper and the <laughs> Montreal Alouettes. All right, moving on. Let's just get away from that train wreck. Wow, what a way to start this show off. Then on Friday, the British Columbia Lions defeated the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 32-17, uh, with Saskatchewan up 17-14 to at halftime. But British Columbia shut out the Rough Riders in the second half while scoring 18 unanswered points saskatchewan now has lost three in a row uh, while british columbia snaps an eight game losing streak to the rough riders uh british columbia quarterback nathan rourke threw for 336 yards and two touchdowns in the game so rourke at least still uh performing pretty well he's 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 becoming a name now in the cfl that at least we're recognizing right uh he's been up there with the uh Oh gosh, I'm trying to think the McLe- uh, McLeod Bethel Thompsons and the um,
0: <laughs> Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo Levi Mitchell was the one I was trying to think of. And then who's all the, the quarterbacks th- with three names? And up there.
1: who's the quarterback for uh, Hamilton that got hurt earlier this year, uh, or the former Hamilton quarterback that got hurt uh, by the Saskatchewan know. guy? He played for the Rough. Plays for the Red Blacks now. Um, I can't remember his name, but he he used to play for I want to say t- Timmy Chang, but it's not Timmy Chang. <laughs> Jeremiah Masoli, that's who I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, that guy Masoli okay. got hurt. He was another name, obviously, right. recognized here. But right. okay. this, this was a good game through about yeah. three quarters. You know, yeah. even
0: though they they got shut out in the second half, they were playing really well, and the, the score wasn't that bad. But yeah, uh, BC just ran away with it at the, at the end as
1: much as i'm rooting for the argos this year i've been kind of secretly pulling for the british columbia lions this yeah. year so
0: yeah you got you gotta like their their young uh, yeah. canadian-born quarterback up i do there. i
1: do like that team and the way they kind of put up all those points with uh they're tough winnipeg a few weeks ago yeah, was pretty impressive team. but speaking of winnipeg they took on the calgary stampeders and a game that i'm sure is going to be seen Sometime in the playoffs, we're going to see these two teams come Good against be, each yeah. other again.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, but the Blue Bombers got the best of the Stampeders, 35 to 28. So it was a close one-score game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blue Bombers, though, remain unbeaten on the season, continuing their winning ways. The two-time champions do.
0: Yep.
1: It was, but on the other side of the ball, Calgary's Rene Paredes kicked a 53-yard field goal in the second quarter which was a best for him. Yep. Uh, he made a total of five field goals during that game, which is crazy. That's, yeah, that's, no almost ha- that's over half of their points. Yeah. Came nope. from their he didn't miss any. He and made he all stayed five in the game. That's impressive, too. <laughs> uh, but, man, if they could have turned some of those field goals into uh, touchdowns, mm-hmm. would have been a whole different game. But Calgary was up 28-25 to 25 with just over four minutes left in the game. That's when Winnipeg quarterback Zach Caleros uh, found rookie wide receiver Dalton Schoen in the end zone to give Winnipeg uh, the lead for good. Caleros threw for 270 yards and four touchdowns in that game. Yeah. While Calgary quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell threw for 219 yards and no touchdowns. But according to you, these... Were the best
0: highlights of the week. They were the best highlights of the week. I mean, you got two teams, two of the best teams in the CFL right now. Yeah, I was um,
1: looking forward to this matchup.
0: A lot of great plays, you know, uh, wide receivers that uh, you know had the ball hit their hands, popped up in the air, and, and sometimes they were intercepted, and sometimes they were almost intercepted by somebody. Uh, just a lot of great highlights from this game. So, if you're only going to check out one set this week, check out that set. That's
1: got to be the one. All right. Then on Sunday, the Ottawa Redblacks got their first win of the season by defeating the Toronto Argonauts, twenty-three to thirteen. Uh, the game was tied 13 to 13 at halftime, but Toronto was shut out in the second half. Uh, Seems to be a, a pattern I say, going. There's on. <laughs> a theme this week. Uh, Ottawa quarterback Caleb Evans threw for 286 yards and two touchdowns during the game, while quarterback uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson of the Argonauts threw for 340 yards and a touchdown in the loss. So yeah,
0: 340 yards and yeah, didn't win the game. That's a tough
1: pill to swallow. And then on by this week, the Edmonton Elks who will be at British Columbia to play the Lions next week. And looking at the standings through eight weeks, I can't believe we're eight weeks into this yeah. season. Uh, in the east, the Toronto Argonauts, despite the loss, still sitting at the top of the east with a 3-3 three and three record, followed by the 2-5 and five Hamilton Tiger Cats and Montreal Alouettes. Then the Ottawa Red Blacks at 1-6, and six. so now there are no longer any winless teams in the CFL. And Good. I believe it was last week I asked you what was going to happen first. Was the oh, Red Blacks the- going to get their first win, or were the uh, Blue Bombers going to get their first loss, and I think we we I thought we said the Ottawa might be the team to get their first. Yeah, win. they've
0: been playing some good ball. They just haven't won a game yet. So right. that seemed seemed obvious. Yeah,
1: but then in the West you have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at eight and O, oh, followed by the British Columbia Lions at five and one, whose only loss was to Winnipeg. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders now sit at four and two with. Both their losses coming to Winnipeg. There's another pattern
0: going on yep. here.
1: <laughs> and then the Saskatchewan Rough Riders sitting at four and four, followed by the Edmonton Elks at two and five. All right, we're gonna move on to the indoor football league playoffs. It was their conference championships this past weekend. And on Friday night, saw the number three seed Quad City Steamwheelers, upset the number one Frisco Fighters, forty eight to forty one. And I'll tell you what, I caught the tail end of this game and Did it you? was dramatic. Mm. Uh uh, a lot of – there was a review towards the end of the game. I guess there was a fumble uh, recovery because the the quarterback looked like he was about to throw the ball, but the ball came out of his hand mm. for the uh, fighters there, and everybody in the crowd was like – I think they even initially called that it was an incomplete pass, mm. and then the uh, Steam Wheelers challenged it. And overturned it, and it was a fumble. They said that wow. the ball was leaving his hand; it was not a forward motion, wow. and uh, it allowed the Steam Wheelers to get the ball back and claim that victory. So, a big upset in the Eastern Finals. Who saw that coming? I I was, know you were pulling for. The I was Steam rooting Wheeler. for the
0: Quad City team. Yes, definitely. I wanted to see them make the championship game. Uh, like I said, I've been there to see them play in their in their home arena in Des Moines. I guess it's Des Moines. I uh, forget. It's just what's the city that's right across the the uh the river across the river uh, uh <laughs> it might not be des moines but it but it's it's yeah just in iowa and it's uh i've always had a soft spot for them I always liked the, the well,
1: quad city was such a powerhouse back yes. in the af2 days and then they were kind of revived now for the indoor football league uh i'm not a fan of their logo uh the new logo i, oh. I used to love the smokestack yeah. helmet it was so unique and so yep. cool you got the mini helmet sitting behind you somewhere yep. um but Hey, great to see you know a different team going to the finals uh, yes. for a change.
0: Yeah, this will be good for the IFL, I yep. think, uh, having them in there. Yeah, like you said, uh, Quad City won the first two Arena Cups yep. in 2000 and 2001.
1: In That first season they were undefeated, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, 18 and 0. Yep. So, yeah, so good to see them kind of back in uh, the spotlight. Uh, pretty neat, and then we're going to move over to the West because we had another upset. Talk about two upsets upset? oh in the gosh. indoor football playoffs. As Saturday night, the number two ranked Northern Arizona Wranglers upset the number one seeded Arizona Rattlers, fifty two to fifty one. Who
0: by a single point?
1: Who would have guessed? The, the, I mean, we knew these were the two best teams oh, probably sure. in the
0: league. Yeah, and they played a few and, times during the season. And, and, and yeah, and the Rattlers kind of got the best
1: of them at one point, but mm-hmm. the Ra- the Wranglers were kind of for a while, there, they were the, the top seeded team there until, you yep. know, things shook out there at the end. Yep. But after the last season, where we talked about the Wranglers, yeah, they were being brand the new, doorm- last they year were the they doormat were, of the indoor they were football awful league. Last year. To turn to it around that fast, turn it around in a year and go to the championship game is awesome. Mm-hmm. And to have two teams between the Wranglers and now the Steam Wheelers, you know, in the championship game, who would have guessed? Playing yeah. in Vegas. Uh,
0: yeah, I totally expected I like Frisco this. and Arizona to, yeah. to be going, but uh, I like the, the Quad City, Northern Arizona matchup. I
1: like this matchup. I think uh, I'm going to be rooting for the Wranglers after. Oh. I think, you know, you. Fi- I figured you'd be more of a Steam Wheelers guy, but yep. I'm I'm going to pull for the Wranglers just because, hey, they were the worst team last year. Yeah. So to turn it around like that, good yeah. for them.
0: Yeah, I like a lot to like about both of these teams. So, yep. yeah.
1: so that sets up good. the August 13th matchup between the Steam Wheelers and Wranglers in Las Vegas. Boy, oh boy, 11 days from now, I can't believe we're going to be waiting that long to talk about the Indoor Champion, but hey, that's how this th- these things go. Well,
0: you're going to be waiting the same amount of time for the uh, National Arena League championship game, oh. too, because that's on the same night as oh. the IFL game.
1: Well, let's switch over to the National Arena League, who had their semifinals this past weekend, which saw the Albany Empire on Saturday defeat the Jacksonville Sharks 68-67. to What a heck of a final score Another
0: one-point game. There's a pattern going on here. <laughs> I'm tired of patterns already.
1: Um <laughs> But I mean, congratulations to the Empire. They're a team that we've been fond of. Oh yeah. Uh, but the Empire returning to the National Arena League Championship game for the second year in a row, and on the other side on Saturday night, the Carolina Cobras bested the Columbus Lions 65 to 51. So instead of the Lions making it back to the t- title game, there yeah. it is the Cobra. So this sets up a very interesting matchup. And as much as I've been rooting for the Empire. The Cobras have been really good this season, and I kind of want to see the Cobras get a title just to shake things up, get a different champion in there for the National Arena League. And as you were mentioning, August 13th, so we have to wait 11 days for that championship game. So in two episodes, we will be talking about uh, National Arena League champions.
0: Yeah, well, you Albany is going to be hosting it. So, yeah, they've got all the advantages. I totally expect them to – to come out with another championship, isn't it three years in a row they've been in the title game? It think might so. be three, might I'd, be, but I'm not. Definitely, just, they won it all last year. But but, it, but it I'm been. gonna,
1: you know, as much as I like the Empire, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my claim on the Cobras. I think the Cobras will upset okay. them for the win there. So we're both okay. on opposite sides, all right. and that'll do it for this week's World of Football scoreboard. And uh, probably a good call that it was a short scoreboard this week because we need to get to a lot of b- big stories in the NFL.
0: Yeah, we we've been waiting for weeks and weeks to find out what's going to happen with uh, Deshaun Watson, and that finally came out yesterday. <laughs> and then today, another bombshell uh, came out, another suspension. But let's start with Deshaun Watson. He's going to get a six-game suspension. At least that's what the ar- arbitrator suggested, and that's, what, I guess, what the league is going a to do. A duly
1: agreed-upon person yeah. by both the league and Deshaun Watson's camp, so... yeah. There's that. So yeah, neither
0: side's going to uh, uh, contest this uh, ruling. They're, everybody's going to accept it.
1: Probably so. not. I mean, it would be it would be a bad look if one side or the other, you know, yeah. well, we don't agree with you, even though we appointed you. Like, that's not going to be well, a they, good look. Well,
0: they kept talking. You know, the NFL wanted a year-long suspension for him, uh, and then the, the talk was, well, it'll probably be an eight-game suspension uh, for the season, and now that it finally comes out, it's only a six-game com- suspension. And boy, it just it seems like not enough compared to some of the other suspensions people have got. We'll talk for about other
1: that. Let's get some more details on yeah. what you got.
0: Uh, in her 16 page ruling. Yeah, that's a lot of pages. That's, that's why it's so many? How many pages did you read? So. I didn't read any of this, but <laughs> in her 16 page ruling, Judge Sue L. Robinson also said that Watson can only get massages from therapists on the Brown staff. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know if this is going to fly, oh uh, if that's going to get contested itself or whatever, but, uh, you know. If if she thought that highly that you know this man was uh, uh, complicit in all the things that he's been accused of, uh, then why wasn't a six game suspension wasn't more than a six game suspension? I don't know, you know I don't really unbelie- I don't try to say that I know everything that's going on. No, we weren't just we weren't there from the outside. Yep, I I thought it should be at least eight games, if not a whole season. We weren't myself. there
1: in the room with this, yep. and but what gets me is, and you're gonna go through some more of the details mm-hmm. here in a second. For me, it's. I'm going to do what everybody on the internet is saying. How can you suspend a guy uh for a full season for gambling? For just $1200 this dude gambled that wasn't even on the team mm-hmm. at the time. And he gets a full year, but then this guy even if there is no convictions right. uh, having 30 know, women Having come 30 women still come or... out that's still a bad look. And yeah. to to not at least, you know, yeah, a year, that's it. Like that's it. You're you're taking a year out. Yeah. Like so instead you're going to give him 6 games. Which is a slap in the face, I think, to, to like, a guy, like I said, you they've suspended guys for smoking weed. You're out for a year. <laughs> oh, you gambled? You're out for a year. Oh, you beat your girlfriend? Two games. What? Two games. <laughs> or, oh, you, uh, yeah, the sexual, you know, 30 allegations? Yeah, six games. And I know that that's not the NFL who came up with that ruling. It was this arbiter. Right. But still, the, the fact that, yes, you you clearly thought something happened because you punished him six games right. so clearly there's something there but the severity is what I think a lot of people are questioning because they oh man I keep hearing the term and I hate you know bringing it up but they come up with the term of non violent uh, sexual harassment which is like sexual harassment is still sexual harassment whether right. it is nonviolent or not right what are we even talking about here so clearly this arbitrator knew that like, yeah yeah well this happened but It wasn't violent, so we're going to only make it. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how this should go. I'm definitely not happy with it. I think it's a slap in the face to um, the process. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have done a whole season. I'm sorry. It should have been a whole year or an indefinite suspension. Get things cleared up. Yes, there were no technical, legal, you know, things against him. But that's that's still a black eye for the NFL. And, man, oh, man, I just...
0: Yeah, I don't it, know. There there needs to be some sort of co- consistency there is none. In, in punishment in unless, the NFL, and um, right now there is not.
1: Unless starting from here forward they use an arbitrator to come up with these instead of the NFL randomly, oh, uh, Calvin Ridley's out for a year for gambling. Like, come on. Like, How is that even – you can't compare those two. Like, that's not even fair. A whole right. year while well, this guy's only going to get six games for that? I just – I don't know. The, the NFL's punishment system has always been – a case-by-case basis, which can be fine at points, but there are other times where it's like, no, 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 you need some sort of uh, guideline to where, you know, beating your girlfriend shouldn't get you two games. It should get you a, a lifetime suspension or something, you know, because we see right. there's going to be some other incident. Because what was it? Ben Roethlisberger got six games for one accuser. Mm. On one random night, one incident, mm-hmm. he got six games. There are 30 women who came out and talked about Deshaun Watson. And i uh, sure sure in the arbitration process, I think they only the NFL only talked to four. They only had four talk to the arbitrator or whatever mm. is what came out. And that still only got him six games. So I don't see the consistency. I just want consistency. I don't, I don't agree with this ruling, but if this is what the arbitrator thinks, I mean, fine, whatever. I didn't read all 16 pages of the explanation, I'll, granted, <laughs> yeah. but... It's yeah. I'm one of the many people who are not happy with yeah. uh, the outcome of this.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Watson stands to lose a mere three hundred forty-five thousand dollars <laughs> for for the games that he's going to be missing because that's you know without pay, of course. Uh, but uh, have no fear, his uh, almost forty-five million dollar signing bonus is not impacted by oh, the of suspension. Of course, it's not, and he has. Uh, fully guaranteed salaries of $46 million for each of the next four seasons. So uh, losing $345,000, uh, that's nothing. Uh, that's, again, you know, a slap in the face for what he'd be losing from those games. Uh, he can return to the team and play quarterback uh, as soon as October 23rd on the road against the Ravens. And like we said before, neither the NFL Players Union or the NFL plans to appeal this ruling.
1: Of course they don't.
0: So, yeah, that was, you know, it took a long time to get here, you know, 16-page ruling and all that. Um, I guess they have three days. If the
1: NFL or Watson side want to appeal it, I think they got three days from the initial yeah, ruling. So yeah. we'll find out in a couple of days if something happens. And if we don't hear anything, then this is it, six games. And yeah. like you said, he can return against the Ravens, which I'm sorry, that's a division game. That's going to be insane when he comes back. You know how ruthless those Ravens fans are going to be? Oh, yeah. Ruthless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. that I'm sure that game will be a sellout. Everybody wanting to be there for that. All right, uh, and some other news that happened just today. Man, oh, man. After a six-month investigation, Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is suspended by the NFL through October 17th and fined $1.5 million for violating the integrity of the game. Now, what does that mean? Uh, well, um, I'll get to that in a minute. The NFL also stripped the Dolphins of their 2023 first round draft pick and a 2024 third round pick in 2019 the team made impermissible contact with tom brady about joining their team while he was still under contract with the patriots they did so again in 2021 when he was under contract with the buccaneers and they really wanted him to be their quarterback (laughs) the dolphins also had impermissible contact with coach sean payton Uh, Sean Payton's agent in 2022 about him becoming the Dolphins head coach while he was still under contract to the Saints. The investigation also looked into allegations that the team intentionally lost games in 2019 to get a better draft pick for the 2022 draft. Uh, In that case, no evidence was found uh, saying that they did that. Uh, That's pretty, pretty hard to prove, I think. Um, but uh, they selected quarterback Tua Tungavailoa in the fifth with the fifth overall pick in the 2020 draft. Scott was rumored to have offered head coach Brian Flores 100,000 dollars to lose games, but they couldn't uh, couldn't prove it. And I, I guess uh, um, Flores, I don't know if they interviewed him or, or he didn't he didn't back it up. Yeah. I know he made that claim at first, and then he kind of backed off of it after a while. So who knows what's going and on on top of that's... the owner
1: the vice chairman slash limited partner bruce beal was also fined five hundred thousand mm. dollars in order not to attend any league meetings for the remainder of the 22 2022 season yeah uh as reported by adam schefter
0: yeah uh, it's, Stephen ross can't do anything with the team yeah he can't attend any league meetings or he can't do he basically can't do a thing with the team or with the league for the time that he's suspended so and this just came out today. I mean, I remember when this was going on, but I had totally forgotten about it. I didn't know that. I did still too. Like when that came out, I, was like,
1: I remember the Dolphins did something, but I can't remember what it was. It, yeah. I, I had to keep racking my brain. Then, it, then uh, the Brian Flores stuff started popping. I was like, Oh yeah, duh. They thought they were taking, but then this whole Tom Brady and Sean Payton tampering was like a whole separate thing. Yeah. So, goodness gracious. But I I guess the, I
0: guess the owner, even though he may not have done anything. Uh, he did suggest that maybe they should uh, start, you know, losing some games to get a better draft pick, and you know, just even saying that is like—that's uh, what they consider, you know, uh, uh, actions that are detrimental to the league or whatever. However, they uh, um, they said that oh, uh, violating the integrity of the game is the yeah. way they they put it. So yeah, okay. Well, let's move away from that too. Uh, I do have a little bit of a correction? Uh, last week we were talking about the new NFL Plus streaming service. Yes, yes. And I kept referring it, uh, referring to it as a, like a replacement for NFL All Access. But That's I, the NFL Network. But show. I think, uh, but I think I was uh, thinking of the NFL Game Pass. Yeah, that they have. That, on that I had a, a brief, you know, they have like a free trial, and I tried some of that. That's yeah. where you could get all the. Uh, uh, NFL Films contact, so I guess I was misspeaking about the all-access. Yeah. It was NFL Game Pass. Is that replacing the Game Pass, or is the Game Pass still going to be out there? Yeah, as far I as I know. could tell,
1: I didn't see Game Pass anywhere, so... No.
0: okay, Alright, uh, in other news this past week, that uh, uh, addendum that we talked about last week on Kyler Murray's contract yeah. where they wanted him to uh, spend four hours of independent study each week. <laughs> what of a roller playing. coaster this was. Uh, that has been removed, ironically. Boy, oh, uh, the, boy. The, the team said they were catching so much flack that they just plain took it out. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't have to do that anymore.
1: Not um, that he wasn't already doing it. It was just, well, you know, whatever, yeah. Cardinals. But, yeah, the fact that that came out. Everybody talked about it. Then it was a distraction to the team. Kyler yep. Murray came out and talked about how it was a joke that people thought he didn't study even right. to begin with, right. which was probably true. He, probably, he had to have studied. Come on, you don't play starting quarterback in the NFL without doing some level of preparation. Mm. And then – you know, it just became such a distraction that they finally took it out. And then now that's a story again because of them taking it out. Right. So, boy, oh, boy, what a roller coaster. And then on top of it, Kyler Murray tests positive for yeah. COVID. Yeah. So, what a week Kyler Murray's probably, had. It, he, probably got it,
0: he probably got it during that news conference when there was all the probably. reporters there asking him about it. Somebody was sick and <laughs> coughed on him or something. Right. But, oh, my gosh, what a week Kyler Murray's having. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm sure – Every quarterback puts in they have a, a lot have of work. They have to. And others, I'm sure, put in more than others do. I'm sure. Nobody, uh, I mean, not
1: everybody's going to be Peyton Manning right. or Tom Brady. Or like, what is it? Peyton Manning. That's like Pat- the
0: gold standard. He he spent so much time looking yeah. at film and all that. Well, Pat
1: McAfee talked about, about when Peyton was with Indianapolis and he went over to Peyton's house one time. Peyton set up a film room. Right next was his it was like between his bedroom and his living room. So, like, he legit could just watch film all the time. He talked about how he would call the offensive coordinator at 3 in the morning because he'd, <laughs> he'd just wake up and just start watching film. So, like, there are going to be your Peyton Manning types who go in there and just right. put ungodly amounts of.
0: And you got to figure Tom Brady's doing about um, the Tom same Brady's thing. Tom Brady's probably doing the same thing. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I'm sure you don't have to do that. But, I mean, you can't argue with Tom Brady's you know, yep. success by yep. doing that. But I'm sure there's got to be a limit to where some of these guys are like, yeah, I get up early. I watch maybe a couple hours of film. Then I go to the facility to do whatever. Maybe some guys do a little more than others. Maybe some guys are like, you know what? I watch a little bit. I kind of get the gist of what they're about. I mm-hmm. go in, we figure out the game plan with the coaches. I let the coaches figure some of that out. And then I study what I need to study and not just mm-hmm. like such a broad spectrum that maybe some of it you don't have to watch. It's just, it's utterly fascinating. I think it's a fascinating process to have to go through, but, yeah, it's like with anything. Like I could study twenty minutes on it for a chem test, while you could study three hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some guys might need it more than others. Right. Some people yeah. are are studiers, and some are not. Yep. I
0: mean, so yeah, so everybody's different. I don't know.
1: But to play quarterback in the NFL, you have to do some level of
0: just mm. just saying. And and Kyler Murray has had success. You know, he's been great. He's he's a good quarterback. I just don't know if he's. Super Bowl material, but he's still a good quarterback. I think
1: he's, he's so talented, and I mean, everybody's gonna dog on him for the, his height. But I'm like, no, that no, does, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the height stuff. Yeah, like, that doesn't matter. He he can still slant. He still makes some iffy decisions. There was a couple mm. in that Lions game we saw firsthand. It was like, why would you throw that pass there? Why? And so hey, he's still only a few years into the league. Right. So right. cut the kid some slack. And you know, I think he's awesome. I think he's phenomenal. <laughs>
0: Okay. Uh, wide Speaking of re- phenomenal, wide receiver DK Metcalf agrees to a three-year, $72 million contract extension with Seattle. $58.2 million is guaranteed with a $30 million signing bonus. He was a second-round pick by Seattle in 2019 out of Mississippi. What a
1: what a beast this dude is. But the only thing I'm going to say is, who's throwing him the stinking ball? They ain't got nobody throwing him the stinking <laughs> ball now, but they <laughs> well, can pay him.
0: Yeah, well, he... he he got paid thanks to uh, Russell Wilson. Russell well, Wilson leaving, so him. now we'll see uh, if he can still can keep it Lock up with, <laughs> somebody else's.
1: Everybody's dogpiling on Drew Locke. but yeah. man, I'm curious what the Seattle quarterback situation is going to look like when the season rolls around.
0: That's that's a lot of money for a guy that's only been in the league, you know, a couple, couple years, couple, I mean, couple seasons.
1: Proven, I think he's proven that he's a freak athlete who can make the plays. He was the guy who ran down that Cardinals player, remember, on the long interception return. He's the one who chased mm. down. That Cardinals player, and you know, save that touchdown uh, play. So, he's a freak athlete. The dude works out. He's a weirdo He's a weirdo off the field. I'll give him that. But, <laughs> um, shoot, I mean, in a league where you got to pay some of these playmakers, I mean, this is the trend. You got to pay your freakish either you know, big wide receivers or your freakish fast wide receivers, as we're about to talk about another guy who's gotten
0: paid. Yeah, speaking of uh, uh, paying your wide receivers, wide receiver Debo Samuels signs a three-year, $71.55 million contract extension with the 49ers. $58.1 million is guaranteed. He was a second-round pick in 2019 out of South Carolina. So this, this is almost exactly the same deal you know they both get 3 year contracts yep uh, they were both drafted in 2019 yep uh, one got a 72 million dollar contract the other one 71.55 yes yeah,
1: S- debo got a little bit less than metcalf but i wonder if that yep. you know metcalf is the bigger name but samuel had such a great year last year i think samuel deserved a little more cuz he was doing the running back stuff he was mm-hmm. doing the wide receiver stuff so he was a weapon he did everything for san francisco pretty much last year and the dude put his body on the line cuz i mean you're not just going out there catching passes you're running some running back plays where your body's going to be, you know, beat up by some linemen here and there. Mm. So, uh, Hey, get, get paid guys <laughs> when you're, when you're a young player like this. And like, I think a Debo, especially, you know, doing what you do get paid. Cause it, you could take a freak hit at any point, the way oh, yeah. that they use him. And I don't know if they're going to tweak how they use him. I know that was a big thing during the off season, like him being upset with how he's used. So we'll see how that goes. But Hey, I like seeing guys get paid. Is you know, they deserved it. So yeah,
0: and then the guaranteed portions were almost exactly the same. Yeah. Metcalf's getting fifty eight point two million guaranteed. Uh, Samuels fifty eight point one. So clearly,
1: I mean, and clearly you're seeing there that yep. the market values Metcalf a little bit more than Samuel, but just by a smidge, not by a lot. That's the very small margin. You know, half a you know half a mill uh, in your con- you know basic contract, and right. then. Um, only lit like a like what is a hundred grand 100, guaranteed so they virtually are considered like the same level of talent
0: right so it, well, i find it interesting you know metcalf uh, went to college at mississippi samuels went to south carolina you know these aren't the the guys that are playing for georgia or alabama or, or notre dame or Michigan, or Michigan. Or Michigan. Yeah. yeah that's where all the big name uh, receivers and whatnot come from but you know mississippi and south carolina welcome to the nfl where that's
1: where these guys shine like hey you might not have been a big recognizable name in college but once you get discovered once these you know organizations filter through all that tape and they find these dudes who are just great players individually and know that they can become a part of a bigger hole in their football team i mean shoot you're gonna see like western michigan we're hoping sky right with uh Kansas City mm-hmm. will be a name that everybody in the league is going to talk about. I think they will. Sky Moore is going to be a league name, and he's from Western Michigan. Look yep. at what happened with Corey Davis. Corey yep. Davis is a name, not that he's been the best receiver in the league, but he he's a name. Yep. And he came from Western Michigan. Back when um Greg Jennings came from Western Michigan, mm-hmm. a big name in the NFL. Great yep. receiver for a few years there. So you're gonna see more and more of these. Jerry Rice went to a small school. I mean oh, yeah, he you went don't to have an H- to go to a big HBCU name school, school yeah. To to make it in the NFL.
0: Well, I say congratulations to the scouting departments that found oh, yeah. these guys that was that weren't looking at just the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC teams. You know they they went to some of these other schools and uh, those are the found un, these guys. those
1: are the unsung heroes of the NFL. Is yeah. are these dudes who, or dudes and ladies who go out there and find these gems or find some of these guys. That went to some of the smaller colleges. Like, hey, maybe we should take a look at this guy from Mm -hmm. Western Michigan. Hey, maybe we should go look at this kid from Southeastern Western Texas Tech University of Ohio. Mm. Like, you know, just it's amazing the the work that these guys put in. And we don't talk about them. They're the unsung heroes of what eventually becomes the product we love to see on sundays
0: yeah but but i mean we got to watch Corey davis for a few years we yeah. got to watch sky Moore for a couple of years oh sky Moore! i was so upset because he was like a sophomore when oh he, i know we, you know, we could dress. have had a couple more like, years oh, come him. on man stay here for another couple of years you're good we need you <laughs> but,
1: but hey we i'm i'm rooting for sky Moore, man i'm well, hoping him and patrick mahomes become best friends
0: i've i've told you this before uh you know how the NFL Network's always got those, you know, the top 10 this, the top 10 that. Well, they they had one a few years ago that was the top 10 uh, football factories for the NFL. You know, they talk about, like, Georgia. So many players come from Georgia and Notre Dame and this and that. Well, at number 10 on this list was the MAC. Conference, the Mid America Conference, where Western Michigan, Akron, Northern Illinois, you know, Miami of Ohio. There's so many great NFL players have come from the MAC conference that they actually made number ten on that list on NFL Network. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right, let's move on. We got one more story in the NFL news department. Washington Commanders announced that tight end Antonio Gandy Golden, a fourth round pick by the team in the 2020 draft out of Liberty is retiring at the age of 24. He's returning to school to pursue a degree in graphic design. He had put on 27 pounds this past offseason to convert from a wide receiver to the tight end position, but he never really got much playing time the two previous years. So, you know, if he knew he wanted to retire, why did he, you know, put on the weight to play tight end? Then he gets the uh, gets in the camp and decides, you know what, I just don't want to do this anymore. He didn't get a whole lot of playing time, so maybe that was part of his decision. Uh, maybe he, his heart just wasn't in it, and the graphic design was where, where it was at, so he wanted to go back to school and do that. So, hey, you know, it w- <clears throat> excuse me, so many, so many times we hear about play- uh, players leaving the game because of uh, health related stuff. Yeah. yeah. Neck injuries, leg injury, you know, bad back whatever. You know, they're forced out of the game. This guy is just deciding, you know what? Yeah, you know, I've spent all this time working uh, for the team and and I'm not really playing that much and who knows what my future is going to be, so. Yeah. I'm just I'm just going to pack it in, so. Good luck in the future. I uh, hope you become a great uh, graphic designer. I've never heard of this guy though. Antonio Gandhi Golden? Yeah. Yeah, nah. he's not a, I don't know how much he played, but it wasn't wasn't a whole lot. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> Arena Football You need TV. to take
1: some water. You're clearly about to, <laughs> I think to I'm lose okay. your voice a little bit. I think
0: I'm okay. Let's see. Uh, Arena Football TV on YouTube, they posted a 1992 game between the Cincinnati Rockers and the Albany Firebirds. This game was originally uh, broadcast on ESPN. Uh, the cool thing about this game was that quarterback Art Schleister was the quarterback for Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Rockers. Uh, you probably don't remember Art Schleister but he was... Uh, Sounds familiar. He was he, was, uh, he played for the uh, Baltimore Colts or the Indianapolis Colts. I guess it was still Baltimore Colts back in the day. And uh, uh, he, he was doing a good job, but uh, he had a gambling problem. And uh, he got suspended by the league. He spent some time in prison. And so he was kind of making a comeback uh, with, uh, with the Arena Football League. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to see Art Schleister playing arena football, then uh, check out this game from 1992, which was released in the past week. Okay, today's birthdays. August 2nd, uh, the birthday of Lamar Hunt, born on this day in 1932. He passed away in 2006 at the age of 74. The founder of the American Football League in 1960. Also the owner of the Dallas Texans, which later became the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, An odd fact here, his wife Norma has been to every single Super Bowl ever played. I just think that's a phenomenal bit of trivia there. And uh, you and I have been to Lamar Hunt's grave down yeah. in Dallas. Uh, he and Tom Landry nice are spot, buried man. in the same cemetery and not too far away from one another. Um, so that was, that was awesome to go down there and, uh, and pay our respects to both of those gentlemen uh, when we were there a few years ago for the Cotton Bowl uh, where Western Michigan played Wisconsin. That was a great trip and, and just a really good time. Just wish Western would have won. They, they had their chance at the end, but came up a little bit short. All right, the other birthday today is that of halfback Billy Cannon. Uh, born on this date in 1937, and he died in 2018 at the age of 80. He played college football at LSU and won the Heisman Trophy in 1959. Cannon signed contracts to play for the L.A. Rams in 1960 as well as the AFL's Houston Oilers. His situation ended up in federal court, and a, a judge there invalidated his three-year contract, a $50,000 contract, that he had secretly signed with Pete Rozelle, who was the Rams general manager at the time. You talk about scandals and, and talking you're talking to players you're not supposed to talk. Here's a scandal back in 1960 where Pete Rozelle, general manager, secretly go, goes and signs a guy because they didn't want him going to that rival AFL league. So they, you know, they did something a little underhanded. Uh, went to court. Judge said, "No, nah, what you did was wrong." Um, but the, the ruling made Cannon an oiler, and, Euler, and uh, they had a, a contract, a four-year contract for him for one hundred and ten thousand dollars. So he made twice as much by going to court and, and uh, getting the one uh, uh, nullified. <clears throat> so he played for the Oilers from nineteen sixty 1960 to nineteen sixty-three. He went on to play for the Oakland Raiders from sixty-four to sixty-nine, and he finished his career with the Kansas City Chiefs in nineteen seventy. He was elected to the College Football Hall of Fame in 1983, but soon after he was linked to an operation that had printed almost $5 million in counterfeit bills. He pleaded guilty uh, to one charge of conspiracy and possession of counterfeit $100 bills. Uh, Four days after he pleaded guilty, the Hall of Fame denied him induction uh, into the Hall of Fame but Cannon was eventually re-elected to the College Football Hall of Fame in 2008. Wow, what a wild story! Yeah, that's that Billy could have been Cannon. a history lesson. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it will be. You getting two for one this week, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was—I I knew some of that, but I didn't know all the details until yeah. I was, you know, doing a little research on him uh, uh, for this uh, for, for his birthday today.
1: All right, now we're going to move on to some obituaries. Uh, I'm going to take over because <laughs> okay. you look like you need to.
0: Rest up and take
1: some water. Go ahead. Uh, This is the portion of the show where we like to take a moment to honor those who have made the world of football a better place. And we start with our first obituary, which is that of William White, a defensive back in the NFL for 11 seasons, has passed away at the age of 54 from uh, complications of ALS. White played college football at Ohio State and was selected in the fourth round of the 1988 NFL Draft by the Detroit Lions. He played for the Lions from 1988 to 1993 and went on to play for the Kansas City Chiefs from 1994 to 1996 and the Atlanta Falcons from 1997 to to
0: 1998 I remember William White very well he was a great defensive back uh,
1: I've seen a lot of former Lions talking about him I I was only four years old uh, his last season in Detroit Mm -hmm. so I don't remember that much do
0: you remember when uh, Chris Spielman was added to the uh, Lions uh, ring of honor ring of honor the the pride of the Lions they called it yeah he had William White there with him okay yeah I've seen the pictures yeah it was a very emotional moment Uh, they were great friends when they were players and you know uh, he was suffering from ALS, but he still got up and he introduced uh, Spielman, uh, Spielman yeah. for his uh, induction. And you know, the, you could just tell these two guys were great friends, yeah. great buddies. Well, oh, very emotional moment there. All right, sit
1: back and keep resting that voice of yours, because I'll do this. <laughs> I'll do the second and final obituary we got okay. this week, which is Wayne Hawkins. Uh, an offensive guard in the American Football League for 10 seasons, has passed away at the age of 84. Hawkins played college football at the College of the Pacific and signed as an undrafted free agent with the Oakland Raiders in 1960. He played his entire career with the Raiders from 1960 to 1969 and won an AFL title with the team in 1967. He played in Super Bowl II against the Green Bay Packers, so... Another great career for a guy. I mean, yeah, undrafted. I love to hear those
0: stories. An undrafted free agent comes in and has a 10 year career. The
1: odds are usually in favor of a lot of these guys being unsigned, undrafted dudes. You maybe sign, you cut in training
0: camp, you spend a season or two. That is
1: the, uh, I won't say the backbone, but that is the blood of the NFL is the undrafted guys. The backbone Mm -hmm. are the, you know, the big name, high draft pick guys. That's the backbone, but everything else. It's the undrafted guys which fill in all those gaps there. So. Uh, another member of the football world that uh, we will sadly miss. And with that, we're going to transition, as Randy, I'm going to keep letting you rush your voice a little bit, (laughs) as we go into this week's history lesson. And according to you, this is the birth of the quarterback play wristband in the NFL.
0: Today, it is common to see even seasoned quarterbacks using a wristband with the plays on it during an NFL game. It dates back to 1965 when a running back was pressed into service at quarterback and the wristband is still in use in the NFL today. Tom Matty was a quarterback when he played college football at Ohio State. He was the seventh overall pick in the 1961 NFL Draft by the Baltimore Colts and was also selected in the fifth round of the 1961 AFL Draft by the New York Titans. The Colts already had future Hall of Fame quarterback Johnny Unitas on the team, so Maddie was moved to the running back position. Towards the end of the 1965 season, Unitas suffered an injury, and so did his backup quarterback, Gary Cuozo. Knowing that Maddie had played quarterback in college, Colts head coach Don Shula called upon him to fill in at quarterback. Shula came up with the idea of putting the plays on a wristband for Maddie in order to make it easier for him to call plays in the huddle. Maddie played quarterback in the last two games of the 1965 regular season, a loss to the Green Bay Packers and a win over the Los Angeles Rams. He also played quarterback in a divisional playoff game against the Packers that Baltimore lost in overtime 13 to 10. During those three games, Maddie continued to wear his running back number, 41. After the season, the Colts played the Cowboys in the playoff bowl in Miami. Matty threw for 165 yards and two touchdowns in a 35-3 win. It was the last game he ever played at quarterback. Matty played his entire 12-year career with the Colts from 1961 to 1972. He was a member of the Colts team that won Super Bowl V in 1971 and went on to be a color analyst for the Baltimore Ravens radio broadcasts from 1996 to 2005. Tom Maddie died on November 2, 2021 at the age of 82. And just in case you were wondering whatever became of that wristband, it now resides at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. So
1: we've probably walked by this wristband many times, and I just didn't think twice about it.
0: Yeah, I'm always looking for uh, Tom Dempsey's shoe, which I guess they don't have there anymore. It's it's part of a traveling exhibit. Yeah. So, but that was always the first thing I always went to go see was Tom Dempsey's shoe in a glass case. I knew right where it was, and it's not there anymore. Maybe maybe that's where the wristband is now. I'm not sure, or maybe that's part of the Man, just, traveling there's, exhibit. There's also, there's just
1: so much there. They, uh, do they do the the. Things you see at, like, the natural history museums where you just get some headphones and you just walk around and it's like a audio tour? I don't think so. They should. You should narrate that, but they, Randy. They, you do that probably, so well.
0: they probably got so many things that aren't on display. Probably. I mean, they probably got a warehouse with all they, kind they, of stuff. They could
1: open a whole second Hall of Fame, like, building exactly yeah. the same size and still not fit all the NFL history stuff they got, yeah. probably. So.
0: Yeah.
1: But, hey, I saw that you posted something about the uh, uh, construction going along for the... A Hall of Fame village. Yeah, though.
0: yeah. We we saw the you know some of the buildings. That we're on I'm excited. I
1: can't wait for that village to get done.
0: But the, the bottom line for this article is that they're still struggling to finance it all. Jeez. You know, uh, it's like they're running out of money or whatever. It sounds like it's going to be really cool once they get it I'm done. telling you,
1: open up a Calvin Johnson weed shop down oh, there geez. somewhere, and you will. The people will come in and pay.
0: I'm looking more forward to the uh, Don Shula Steakhouse Ooh. that's going to be there. I mean, if you even oh my if God, I- if
1: you got a Don Shula Steakhouse, you got a Billy Sims Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: who's oh, that player man,
1: who's that player you saw out in carolina another former detroit lion that's got a it's not a lomas brown who is it that's got a restaurant that you went out and saw uh
0: oh um uh yeah he recently passed away um uh Roger Brown.
1: Roger Brown. You go get whatever that restaurant that the Packers got up there.
0: Um, uh, the Vince Lombardi Steakhouse? The House? Vince Lombardi Steakhouse. I'm telling the you. the best you, steak I have ever had was you at the Vince up, Lombardi Steakhouse.
1: You load up you know, a bunch of those great themed restaurants around there. I'm telling you, you'll kill it. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, I would stop by there. Not For even a Billy Sin's Barbecue? Not even to go into the Hall of Fame, but just to eat at the, uh, the Don Shula Steakhouse. I'd love to go to the uh, Don that, Shula Steakhouse. That would be so good. Oh, <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on here. Uh, Upcoming events calendar. This Thursday, August 4th, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game in Canton, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I can't believe NFL football is back in a couple days. I know
1: it's just preseason, and I hate preseason, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again, but I'll watch 10 minutes of this and be like – God this is awful. Yeah, and that I'll be
0: good for 3 weeks. I just like to watch the opening kickoff and the rest of it I, I can like care less. I'll be a couple
1: of drives, but I don't think they're going to play anybody of note in this game. All like right. you're not going to see I don't think you'll see Trevor Lawrence, maybe like one series, maybe Trevor Lawrence and then uh I'd like to kind of see Devontae Adams with the Raiders, but I don't they'll even make him play. So I bet you a lot of the starters sit out for this first
0: game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but before that happens, that same day, uh, August 4th, that Thursday, this coming Thursday, you and I are going to be going to the Detroit Lions training camp yeah, we will. and checking that out.
1: Anytime, uh, when is that? That runs from like 8.30 in the morning. Yes. When does that usually get
0: done? Um, like 11? About noon or so. It yeah. doesn't
1: go that long, does it? Well,
0: I don't know. It's, it's probably, you know, two, two and a half hour, you know, okay. maybe 1130. Okay. Because uh, we'll be
1: back in time for me to. But, yeah, it starts okay.
0: at 830. The gates open at 730. So in, us, in order for us to be there at 730, we're going to have to leave Kalamazoo at about 530 in the morning. Because it's oh, about a so, two-hour drive. Yeah. So okay. yeah, it could be an early morning, but then you know we come home from that and we get to sit back and watch the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. From well,
1: Canada. you get to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see a movie that afternoon. Oh. That's why we need to get back. <laughs> Got a big big movie premiere that afternoon to go to. Oh god. Then I can watch football that night. So oh. it'll be a nice packed day for moi.
0: Okay. And then uh, Tuesday, August 9th, Major League Football's inaugural season begins again. I don't think this is real. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We
1: are literally a week out, and I have I have nothing. I know nothing.
0: Yep. I, I don't. I mean, I follow them on Twitter, but I don't see any tweets being you know put out and yeah. whatever. So, And then uh, the same day there, August 9th, HBO's Hard Knocks premieres featuring the Detroit Lions. Yes, it
1: does. And uh, we will be doing, and we've kind of talked a little bit. I know you were surprised last week that I brought it up. But we've been talking. We will do, the next day, we will do a specific Uh, hard knocks kind of in review kind of thing we'll see how that goes maybe we'll do all of them maybe we'll just do the one and see how we feel about it yeah but we usually it was like the same thing with the score uh with us uh predicting games last year like it was originally in the podcast but now we're just going to take that segment out because we were always a week behind anyway right yeah so i think doing a side video every week will be fun for us to do for the four or five episodes that got planned.
0: 15 20 minutes talking about the episode yeah. from the night before what we liked, what we didn't like yep. and, and, and uh
1: yeah i'll have fun putting that together but that'll come out wednesdays and we'll remind everybody next week uh because i definitely can't stay up that late to watch right, the, yeah. watch a premiere but yeah. you bet your butt you can watch it a couple times during the day and i can finally watch it that afternoon and then we can we'll can i probably, I'll probably wait
0: till the afternoon when you get home from work and then we'll just watch it together i'll make yeah. some notes and and while it's still fresh in our minds we'll Jump in front of the microphones, or the cameras, and record.
1: Yep, we'll figure it out. So I'm excited about putting that together.
0: Okay, so then uh, on Saturday, August 13th, two uh, indoor football championship games, the indoor football championship between Quad City and Northern Arizona. That's going to take place in Las Vegas. And then the same day, same evening probably, the National Arena League championship game, the Carolina Cobras travel to the Albany Empire for their championship game. And then, let's see, uh, August 16th, Tuesday, August 16th, our 5th anniversary show. Wow, we've been doing um, this for a half a decade. Yeah. Good Lord. Episode 257. We we plan to do some uh, highlights from the past. I have many clips that I need yeah, to uh, pull out. Yeah, that's all on you. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll pull those audio clips out of some of our uh, shows, some faux pas on both our parts. And, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no
1: faux pas on my part. <laughs> my faux so, pas are clean. I don't know what you're talking about. So
0: if you don't listen to very many of our shows throughout the course of the year... Please listen to the anniversary shows because every anniversary show we put uh, many highlights from the previous year. So you're going to hear stuff in one place that you haven't heard in a long time. So uh, check out our fifth anniversary show in two weeks on August 16th. And then finally on our upcoming events calendar, Thursday, September 2nd, the NFL regular season Thursday, kicks off. September 8th, What'd not the 2nd. Oh, August, September 8th. <laughs> NFL regular season begins with a game, the Buffalo Bills, at the L.A. Rams, and we're off and running for another season.
1: And speaking of the Rams, I don't know if you saw this story. Did you see that the Rams downgraded their bone uniforms to their alternates now? Mm-mm. Oh, thank God they did. They're going to only <laughs> wear them for two games this upcoming season. Good. Yeah. Those alternate white uniforms they only wore three times and during the Super Bowl last year have been promoted to mm. a regular uniform. Mm. So finally the Rams do something right after winning the Super Bowl in them. Now they see.
0: need to ditch their new helmet and go back to the original helmet. Uh, which I know their is new classic. helmets
1: growing on me, but I do wish they'd go back to that classic look, and yep. maybe they'll even throw that in next year for their alternate helmets. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay.
0: Uh, anything else, boy? This has been everything happens on Tuesdays. You know that's. But what then, we,
1: but then I'm telling you, just like last week, something will happen as soon as we turn the microphones off. That's what true. was it? What was it last week? Something happened that literally right after we hit the stop. Button I don't remember on the what microphone. it was, but
0: but yeah, something happened and. Uh, It'll probably happen again today.
1: Maybe it was was it somebody else retiring, or I can't remember.
0: Um, well, if it happened right after the show, we should have done it on today's show. So, yeah. That's well, back, I'm gonna, well you're usually really bad about
1: getting it right away, so mm-hmm. I don't think it made it into the show. Whatever it was, you're bad at that. I'm just going to tell okay. you that straight up. Five years—that's one thing you could work on.
0: So. <laughs> I have no idea you, what you're talking about.
1: You, you your uh, moniker or moniker, your mantra should always be, always be working on this podcast. <laughs>
0: seems like that's all I do now it does seem I don't like do a thing. Thing. you put
1: a lot of work in it that, that that's one thing I know I just come in and I just turn on a microphone and I just talk out yeah. My butt. yeah I but do all the prep you do do a lot you put a lot of work into this but I do a lot of work on our YouTube stuff whenever we need to do stuff yes. uh, we're still working on that and making that a you know a better place and hey we, we crossed the 30 subscriber threshold on YouTube <laughs> which is great so I'm happy about that
0: plus uh, yesterday I, I finally posted an article on another grave visit, uh, grave visit oh, number yeah. thirty-four, uh, the grave of Neil Worthington Snow, uh, no relation, no relation that that I know of anyway. My my brother Bob has done breaking a lot news. Of, uh, we have
1: thirty-one subscribers on YouTube. Cool.
0: Uh, he's done a lot of work on our family uh, genealogy. He's he's tracked our our Snow family back to before uh, seventeen seventy-six. I mean, you know, a lot of our relatives came from Pennsylvania, but uh, as far as I know. Uh, we're not related to Neil Snow, but he was the MVP of the 1902 Rose Bowl, and he's buried in Detroit, so I went and visited his grave. And I've got another one coming out in a few days. I won't spoil it, but oh. uh, uh, I, I we did Darn. Do another, another one. Uh, Abram and I went, and uh, it was a 14-hour trip, <laughs> round trip, to go get a couple of pictures at a grave and, uh, and come home. So uh, uh, that'll be coming out uh, in the next day or so. All right. All right. So if nothing else nothing is out else. there, I then, think we're uh, good. That's all the time we've got for this week. If you learn, learn something during this podcast about the incredible amount of diversity that exists in the world of football, then we have done our job. Visit our website at theworldoffootball.com dot com for news, links, upcoming events, videos, and more. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball dot com. You can also like the World of Football on Facebook
1: at T W O F Uh, You can also follow our Twitter account, which is the same address, at T-W-O-F, Kalamazoo. New episodes of this very podcast are posted every Tuesday and are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find the full audio versions of the podcast on YouTube. That is The World of Football Kalamazoo. If you're searching for us there, we still can't put a cool... uh, url to that yet we need to get a hundred subscribers i think before we can do that <laughs> so we're almost there 30 70 more uh, so please subscribe <laughs> rate review let us know what you think go give randy's video about books a big thumbs up and, a, and another oh, view yeah. um leave some comments guys we always appreciate the feedback let us know what you think and please come be a part of the
0: football conversation and remember folks some people may love football more than we do but nobody and i mean nobody loves more football than the two of us Until next time, I'm Randy Snow. And I'm Adam Snow. And we'll see you all next week.